0: Support for this podcast is also brought to you by
1: Feed and Seed Depot in Crestwood, Kentucky. The Feed and Seed Depot is your one-stop garden shop. You'll find lawn and garden seed, livestock and pet feeds, local honey and treats galore. Whether you're looking for local fresh produce and local farm fresh eggs from Maple Morning Farm or homemade jams and jellies, you'll find region specialties and seasonal goodies at the depot. We are located at 6315 West Highway 146 in Crestwood, Kentucky.
0: Hey friends, welcome back to the show. Um, This week I got to sit down with my fiance finally and uh, we talked about this kind of this whole first semi-half of this year and just talked about how crazy it's been. But, you know, we we talked about... Um, her time with ywam that final chapter and what that was like for her we talked about like how this year started off for us and where we are now and things to expect in the future and then also near the end of the podcast i have a little surprise for you guys i have a little announcement so if you guys are able to listen through the whole episode which i hope i'm that entertaining hopefully (laughs) um i'll be able to update you on new things that are going on so Um, Yeah, give it a listen, and thank you guys for listening to the show. Enjoy. So we're back, and we are doing a podcast just to kind of recap the first quarter slash semi-first half of this year. Um, Laura, you're back from YWAM, BSN. I'm really happy that you're back home. Uh, I think it's important, though, that we take time to kind of debrief on that season of your life. And, uh, just to kind of talk about what you learned, how you grew, what you've been through and, you know, we can both kind of share a perspective on that. Cause, um, mm-hmm. being apart from you for so long was mm-hmm. not fun, Yeah. but I'm glad you're home. And, uh, yeah. So babe, how has the year of 2020 been for you thus far?
1: It's been one of the hardest years like Mm. I've had in a while. Yeah. But it's also been really good because there's been a lot of spiritual growth. And Mm. I think like as long as you stay connected to the Lord and like stay in his word and like abide in him, there's really not a year that can be so terrible as to like you're not growing. Mm. I don't know how to word that really, but like as long as you're with the Lord nothing can really overcome you or overtake you to a point of no return like you could have a super super hard year but like i mean in the in your hardest situations and circumstances you grow the most so
0: were there points where you did feel overwhelmed
1: oh my gosh yes
0: mm. let's talk about that okay because you can
1: ask me anything i
0: too shared some points of feeling overwhelmed but yeah um Well, first off, explain BSN, because I think a lot of people know about YWAM, but a Mm -hmm. lot of people don't know about the different schools that they have. And then this was kind of the third and final school. Mm -hmm. So what is BSN?
1: So BSN stands for Bible School for the Nations. And it's just a program that's offered through YWAM that was started by the founder Um, And he, the founder, his name's Lauren Cunningham. He's the founder of Youth with a Mission or YWAM. Mm -hmm. And he's always had a heart to start a school or like a university. So he actually did do that, but it's for missionaries. And so it's actually like super cool. Um, And Bible School for the Nations is actually a college accredited course. So if you do end up going to like community college or college, you can um count this as credit. And so
0: would you be able to count this towards like a masters?
1: Um you can get a master's through YWAM, through University of the Nations. Mm-hmm. So yes, this would count toward that masters, but I don't know if it would count toward like any other masters. I I don't know.
0: No worries.
1: That's a good so, question.
0: Yeah. What did you uh so Bible School of the Nations, what is four. Th-
1: the nations
0: bible school for the nations. yeah okay
1: and i can actually like look it up a little bit online so you know? had told
0: me it was essentially a crash course study of every book of the bible mm-hmm. Right? was there anything yeah. else entailed in that
1: yeah so ywam actually has a lot of different programs and to sort of simplify it, like, I know it can be confusing to someone on the outside, like, not really knowing um, what it all is. Because unless you're in it, mm. it's kind of hard to see everything and, like, see the big picture. So imagine an umbrella, and that's called YWAM, Youth with a Mission. And so it's a nonprofit, and no one the, – the whole entire organization – It like no one pays anyone on payroll, as far as I'm concerned. Like every missionary that works for YWAM, it lives off of support or has like some some income coming to them from outside of YWAM. So, and a lot of times they don't even like to call it an organization. They like they say it's more of a movement, and so it's all of these people moving toward God's call to disciple all nations, and so that's the heart of it. Is like God called us to go to every nation and make disciples and so it's the movement to spread across the entire globe going into nations that aren't really reached and reaching those nations with the gospel so under the umbrella of ywam there's lots of different programs um most everybody actually every single person that wants to join ywam the first program that you do is called Discipleship Training School or DTS. And that's the first thing. So some YWAM bases require that you just do a DTS and then you can join staff. Other YWAM bases like you to do a couple programs um, before you can join staff. Um, Like I know the YWAM base in South America, so in Chile, is called YWAM Chico. And they they just require that you do a DTS and then you can join staff. And so a lot of other bases are like that. Like, I think the base in Ukraine, which I've been to, they they require the same thing. Like, you can just do a DTS and then join staff. But the one in Louisville requires that you do two programs and then you can apply for staff. Hmm. Um Another program that's really (coughs) similar to Bible School for the Nations is School of Biblical Studies, which is the SBS, and that's actually nine months, and you do go over every single book of the Bible.
0: So did you all do that this time?
1: So no, because we are doing Bible School for the Nations, BSN, and we're only given four months. So it's a four-month lecture phase, and then the last month is an outreach wherever, And what's unique to Bible School for the Nations is the certain discipleship or teaching model that we use. And we use BELT, which I'm actually going to look that up right now, but um, Bible School for the Nations. Um, I'm just going to click on the first one that I find, but BELT stands for like Biblical Education Leadership Training or something like that, and Basically, it's, it's like, um, it's an already built education model, um, that you can take into any nation and teach, like, just, there's so many different lessons that you can teach. So you can teach on characters of the Bible, you can teach on certain Bible stories, and you can teach on, um, like, I think there's some hermeneutics in there. So that's the science of interpretation, Um, and so like going over certain passages that are maybe commonly misunderstood in the church, Mm -hmm. um, and especially in other nations, because unfortunately it's like, depending on what nation you go into, they're a little bit further behind in the development of their theology, unfortunately. Um, and so they might interpret a verse that you and I drew have had the privilege of like Um, like being educated on like what it actually means. So like, like the one that I'm thinking of right now is like when Adam and Eve were in the garden and Adam was, or Eve was made from Adam's rib. So there are cultures that interpret that very literally and say like, okay, well, women then are subservient to men. If I don't even know if that's the right word, but like they believe that women are lesser than men because Mm -hmm. women were made from man's rib. But we know um, when we look at the word "helper" and we look at that passage, and we understand the context that it was written in, we understand the author, we understand the audience at that time, and we look at the actual Hebrew words because Old Testament was written in Hebrew. So, if we look at the Hebrew word for "helper," we see all of the other places that it was written in Scripture and that that same Hebrew word was used, and we compare how that word was used in all these other verses, we can see that that actually doesn't make women submissive to men at all in the unhealthy way. It's mm-hmm. like we really have to look at these verses and then reveal the actual truth to people because if you just read it word for word, like most people do, that can like cause a lot of problems and a lot of cults can be born from that and like, like entire cultures Because they believe a certain passage in the Bible, it's shaped entire cultures. So we can go into different nations and try to shed light on verses, even though it's really hard. Because once a culture or people group has believed something for so long, then it becomes like this like area of pride. Like, how can you come into my nation and tell me that I'm wrong? And that can be really hard because we don't want to do that, but we also want to share the truth. And so anyways, Belt is a model for teaching everything that we learned in our Bible School for the Nations program. And then we take that and we, we really go deep with scripture. And we go, and these people like in other nations that are a part of other YWAM bases. So in Fiji, that's a country that... Um, we've had the privilege to go to. I've never been, but... um. Yeah, I don't know if I was actually supposed to say that.
0: But... Do you feel like, what, are they supposed to keep that private?
1: I mean... I don't know. I think it's okay. Yeah. But...
0: Probably just don't I mention don't... it any more than that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but anyways, like, that's a nation that they've gone into, and the YWAM bases there or like church groups there. If they go through a belt program with actual trained belt teachers, they get a certificate and then they have like, it's like a big thing in other nations. They're like, Oh, I went through the belt program and like mm. they have a certificate and it's like, it's an initiation into like, it's like really cool. It's like if you and I were to go to Sunday school every Sunday and like be like diving into scripture consistently by the end of, like, however many weeks, we'll we'll be a, a lot more knowledgeable in, like, the Word. But these people are so intentional about it, and they really want to disciple their own nation, which is exactly the point. Like, obviously, the Americans leave at the end of the day, so how much better is it to go and train the actual church leaders of that specific nation in a deeper scriptural knowledge and then leave them with that, and then they can teach their own villages and because really they are the ones that are most equipped to reach their nation. So,
0: so it is a, it's like a program that involves just equipping people instead of bringing the gospel just itself.
1: Um, that's good clarification. I think every outreach is different or every mission trip is different. And so Mm -hmm. A lot of times our goal is, yes, we want to go deeper. And so Mm -hmm. we try to shape and plan our specific outreaches so that we are reaching a certain audience so that they can like understand our teachings better. Because a DTS or discipleship training school is not going to go on the same type of outreach that a BSN student would. Mm -hmm. So a DTS student, they're more like oriented toward (laughs) just telling people the gospel and like practicing that and like really getting a feel for like what's it what's it like to actually do that. A BSN student can't be a BSN student unless they've done a DTS. Yeah. So it's like they've had the groundwork and now we're going deeper. Hmm. And so but since you really can never plan everything perfectly, sometimes you can have the intention of going and doing seminars. That's pretty much what a BSN outreach is like. You do seminars and camps where you're in a classroom and people and men way older than you are like coming and they've been a pastor for years and they're coming to like learn from your teachings, which is like
0: mm.
1: humbling for them. But so many people are so gracious and like loving about it. Um, but our intention is to go and like do these seminars Um, but a lot of times, like God has more than what you plan for. And like, he could really just say, you know, they just need to know the basics. And that's what you do. Like Mm. you just feel it out like when you get there. Um, but you do, you fight for the reason that you came and you fight to do the belt teachings that you wanted to do, but you can't just try to force that if they're not understanding the basics. And So like a DTS outreach is like the basic one that the first program that you do when you come into YWAM, there's a lot of kids ministry that happens with those things. So the teachings will be a lot simpler, Um, but a BSN outreach is like, that's like church leaders coming together with other church leaders. And so there's a lot more maturity. There's a lot more depth. There's a lot more structure to that and unfortunately i love kids but unfortunately like there's not as much kids ministry mm. but the last time um i know that a team went a bible school for the nation's team went they actually had a lot more kids ministry than they thought just because there were so many kids and they're like well we should do something about this we should do something with them mm. so they just made something happen
0: wow mm-hmm. so you said this school or at least uh, this first well I guess 2020 with YWAM had been particularly rough for you was it just kind of the school itself was really like difficult and fast-paced or just has this year since it began in January just been kind of difficult because we haven't even talked about quarantine yet Mm -hmm. you know yeah. And even before that, like, when we talked every day and stuff, you were just telling me, like, this is so different from DTS and SOMD. Mm-hmm. Was it just different because it wasn't as relational? Or was it just more school-related? or? Mm.
1: Um, well, like, if we skip to the beginning of BSN, um... I mean, the beginning of 2020 was pretty fun. I mean, we were, like, wedding planning and stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, some parts of that was, like, crazy and stressful. Yeah. But BSN is really the thing that brought the most, like, conflict, I'd say. Like, not just in you and I, but, like, in myself. Because there's a lot that I had to lay down. And I feel like for any girl who just got engaged, it's, like the funnest thing ever to start wedding planning and like trying on wedding dresses and like going to bachelorette party and full disclosure.
0: I have no idea how engagement and like wedding planning is actually supposed to go. But everybody tells me by the end of wedding planning and then like the wedding day, they're like, I'm so glad it's done, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I guess me and you both are like at that point where we're like, I can kind of see that, you know, Mm -hmm. like, just because like we've planned a little bit then we've hit the pause button planned a little bit more and it's just different because circumstances outside of like us have really dictated that yeah and I think that if we had had it our way um we'd probably be a lot further along
1: yeah we could have We could have taken control of it ourselves Mm -hmm. and just said, no, like, I'm just going to do what I want to do, but the plan before you asked me to marry you was that I do BSN. And so I think that kind of like set that in place because it was like, okay, well, I already made this commitment (coughs) and, um, that's really, I really felt like very strongly to stick with that commitment and not just yeah. say like, okay, I can't just like botch this because Drew asked me to marry him. And now like, I don't care about what the Lord wants me to do. Right. And one of the most, the hardest things was surrendering my desire to like plan for a wedding because you and I both know, like, since I've been in YWAM, it's such an intensive program and season because it keeps you so busy. Like, from the moment you wake up to the moment you lay down, to sneak in five minutes to text someone back, for me, it's kind of hard because it's like, I, I'm very, like, aware of people's needs. And so, when I'm in the place that I'm at, I know what everyone around me is like needing and expecting from me. But then I also know what everyone back home is needing and expecting from me. And so I try to provide space for both places. And it's like super hard Mm. because it's like, it's like a really beautiful strength, but then also my kryptonite because then I'm like paying attention to too many things. Um, But anyways, like I really felt like the Lord was like, you know, it's okay to take a break from wedding planning because the truth is, is Drew's made a promise to you, you've made a promise to Drew, and I've made a promise to you both. And it was just a season to really trust God, um, because I feel like wedding planning, like personal disclosure, I feel like wedding planning, and like not letting go of that was my thing. Um, that gave me a sense of like control, like, okay, like this is going to happen. We can make this happen, like yada, yada, yada. But the Lord's like, no, like you can actually give this up in this season and I'll show you how I'll bring it back type thing. So anyways, that was like kind of the beginning of BSN. But long story short, BSN was different than the programs I've done with YWAM before. But it was more intense because Bible School for the Nations is more advanced and it's more a lot more like a college course. And so there's homework every night and they warn you there's three to four hours of homework every night before you do it. And so I knew that going into it and I was like, I, I already was worried about how (coughs) wedding planning was going to go. I was like, I don't know if I can do wedding planning and my homework and I'm called to this program. And so I feel like one has to give. Yeah. So, yeah, it but the cool part is in DTS we had a curfew and we couldn't be on our phones <laughs> past 10:30 p.m. and we had yep. to do a mandatory quiet time from 7:30 a.m. to 8:30 a.m. and BSN there's a lot more freedom. You're basically like honorary staff even though you're not, but you have like staff privileges. So um I didn't have to have a quiet time in the morning, even though I definitely wanted to, like I love spending time with the Lord in the morning, but I didn't have to Hmm. and didn't have curfew. And I could be on my phone like whenever I wanted slash needed. And so I didn't actually know that going into it. And that's another thing I was like, just so not ready for. I was like, Oh my gosh, this, it's going to be like (laughs) so hard again. And when I found all of that out, I was like, oh, I didn't know all this. Yeah. Okay. So I was, like, really excited about that. I was that. pretty
0: happy with the amount of privileges that yeah, you had going you in there. because you didn't know
1: either. I thought yeah. I was going to have to say goodnight to you every night at 1030 again.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was ready to hand you back over to YWAN, the BSN, because I knew that that's, like, that was part of the plan. Yeah.
1: We started dating when I was, like, We've only we known each other basically with me being in YWAM.
0: I mean, right now, we've been dating for like a year and 13 days. So, but we've been dated. Right. No, seriously. <laughs> right? Who's counting? Um, I think on my end, just like the reality that I was experiencing was, of course, I didn't know what your days looked like at BSN and what the what the curriculum looked like what the expectations were all I knew was that we were engaged Mm -hmm. and my situation was I want to participate in like planning the wedding and getting all that figured out but I also didn't know you know what to what to do really because you know I don't think any guy has ever planned his own wedding, like on his own, you know? So I was ready to just kind of follow suit with whatever was going on. But then there was the amount of commitment that you had that, I mean, if I was the closest person to you, then nobody else knew on the outside of that what your level of commitment was. So I had a lot of people just saying, you got a date? you got a venue, you got Mm -hmm. this. And I'm like, well, no, I mean, well, I mean, you know, we're figuring it out and we're picking it, you know, and we're, we're doing stuff, but it was just, it was just not at the pace that everybody else was kind of expecting almost. And I think that's what added the most pressure for me. Mm. And it was just me receiving that and then relaying it to you like saying hey you know when are we gonna are we supposed to do you want to try to do this can we and it just kind of turned more of an into a thing where it was like we we, we're biting off more than we can chew right now yeah a lot more both of us yeah we really and of course a dog came into the picture as well. Yeah,
1: because we're so wise and discerning, and we just like always make the correct decisions. I,
0: <laughs> I, I, I mean, would we like love to say him. he's
1: still in the family, but we just tried to take in a dog when
0: you honestly sometimes <laughs> you really feel sometimes like you are an adult and you're mature, and then you'll make <laughs> a decision, and you're like, oh,
1: well, I was wrong. And they're like
0: I'm not. Uh, no, yeah. I'm I a child like, still.
1: I mean, not to be a Debbie Downer, but I feel like everyone and their mother was probably like, "Why did they do that?"
0: <laughs> um,
1: but actually, I don't care. It's like, well, we I'll love it. dogs, that... and we tried, <laughs> and he's still kind of in the picture. But yeah, the
0: dogs in the family. My mom, my mom has them and is taking mm-hmm. care of them. It was just, I think we really. What is the thing? Put the cart before the horse type deal.
1: Yes, we were so ready to just like converge our lives together and just get going. And God was like, um, y'all are still back here and you're trying to be here.
0: Have you seen that video of the people that will run straight down the hill and then they'll trip and they'll like roll because it's like that famous race. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: I can all I can picture is America's Funniest Home videos of like dads just like running down the hill to like save their child and they do that riding on a bike they
0: do that 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 bounding thing where they're like this and then they fall and like face first and their feet go up I know what
1: you're talking about yeah
0: that was us (laughs)
1: yeah
0: you know yep and I'm (laughs) vulnerable and secure enough to admit that But that was that was a weird time and a weird season because what was really conflicting was that our hearts were in the right place. you know, Like we, we, th- we were we were praying and we were moving, and we were being honest about everything. But then things just didn't go and fit in the things that we thought it was going to do. And then we were like, what's happening. And we almost had a superstitious kind of, um, anxiety about it because we really thought we were like, why are, why are things going wrong? Did we, did we do something wrong? And, and it really wasn't. And like hindsight being 2020, you know,
1: God was just telling us to slow down.
0: And there was things that needed to be learned. Yes, and and that's
1: the main thing that I believe. Why? Okay, here's what I've learned so far. Me and all the years of wisdom I've acquired.
0: (laughs) Not really. I didn't laugh for my listeners. That's not true. (laughs)
1: Um, something I've learned though is that engagement can, I think, send people into this frenzy of like. Okay, engagement means this. Mm-hmm. Fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. And for us, our fill in the blank was like finances, moving, where are we gonna live, um, everything to do with wedding planning, family, our desires, <coughs> and future dream. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: engagement to us mean meant so much more than it needed to be in that season and something that a friend told me in YWAM was actually really wise and I think something that a lot of people should remember is that engagement is not about wedding planning and it doesn't really even have to be about any event planning or like converging finances or whatever. It it can literally be a season of both of you just enjoying each other and celebrating the fact that like you're engaged and like you're committing to your life to someone. And like, that's a huge blessing and a huge step in life. And, and the temptation is to speed everything up when you become engaged (coughs) and that you don't have to do that. Like you, it's so tempting. Like as soon as the ring is on your finger, it's so tempting to just take off sprinting. Yeah. And we fell into that and that's okay. Like we didn't know. Yeah. But we really learned through BSN, honestly, BSN was like the wedge in between us. (sighs) BSN really slowed us down and honestly, like, gave us a chance to marriage plan Mm -hmm. in spite of wedding planning. Instead of wedding planning, yeah. Wedding planning is not a big deal. It's not. Like, I've – it's you. It's the marriage. That's the most important thing. And
0: planning a wedding, you know – you can do whatever you want
1: yeah you don't need to listen to everyone and their mother about what you need to do what you have to do like
0: like everyone's gonna have a suggestion but it's like hey you know we're gonna do like this day like and it's this many months down the road Mm -hmm. you you have this amount of time we will have
1: a dancing (laughs) Llama.
0: We will have beer donkeys, <laughs> and, and for those clown. who don't know, actually, those <laughs> are donkeys no. that have saddles that carry beer on this. And this is they're a, like
1: they they're little miniature donkeys that serve drinks.
0: This is a real wedding thing, and this is a thing that people do. And we and we completely have every intention <laughs> to have farm animals and domestic animals present at our wedding, just kind of not playing any particular role besides being there. Um, but you're absolutely right though marriage planning is the thing that needs to occur because even just yesterday we were diving into what most people wouldn't recognize as spiritual intimacy but we literally had a discussion about long story short how I suck at cleaning but
1: That's how it started.
0: That's how it started. But what it ended with was... It's not like... It's just that person and learning spiritually like how that... Because to like you're telling me like how you see how things need to be clean. Like you have a vision of what cleanliness is. And I also have that vision of like what cleanliness is. But mine... My vision is different, is different, and not yeah. even as, admittedly, as clean as yours, right? Mm-hmm. But that's where, that's where you figure that stuff out because that's not. That's not a problem, but it, it can be if you don't understand that about that person, you know. Yeah. And if you if you want to make that request and you want to, you want to ask that person to join you, into coming together on your vision of cleanliness or whatever value that you have. You can do that, but it's just, it's learning how to do that. And, and that was just, a, that was just a small thing, Yeah. Well, but that's, what's crazy is that I'm glad that we were learning that because that, that could have been a thing where if that marriage planning hadn't happened two, three, four months into marriage, you're like, what in the world is he doing? Like he's leaving his cup on the table. Like this is unacceptable. We
1: would have, I'm, I'm sure God's grace like would have been with us. Like if we learned this after marriage, like say we got married really quick and then like, we like found all this stuff out about each other. But like going off of that example you used, like it started off, we have differences in, and cleaning and like, like how punctual, punctual we are about like putting things away. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my perspective of what I want and like what I like it to be. And then you have yours and we differ on that and that's okay. And yeah. like we can honor each other and like what that looks like, but it turned into actually a really deep conversation of how we've interpreted our past. I think that's what you're trying to say. Like right. I just was rewording it because like it, It was amazing, like, God's grace has been so heavily on us about, why does Drew do this? Why does Laura do this? How can you learn about her reality? And something that we were talking about today from the conversation last night is like, okay, we are both so different, and... The job or the point is not to make each other like ourselves. Like I have a different personality, a different experience, a different perspective. And because I don't understand yours, I try to make you fit into what I know. And I try to make you see things the way I see it. But actually, I I don't really want that because I value the difference that you bring into my life. And making you like me is like not loving and not what I'm called to do. Like God has called me to help you become the best version of you, not the best version of me. And so your calling is to push me to be the best version of me. And that's really, really hard sometimes because we're so different and it's almost like we're pushing each other into things that we almost don't agree with. But we know this person is really good at this and this actually I think would be really good for this person in the long run and it feels wrong it feels like I'm pushing someone really deeply into something that's wrong or that feels like it's it's taking that person away from me it feels like I'm pushing someone into a place that's further away from me and that's actually not true but it feels that way and it feels so wrong and so different but like like when I see like say you leave a mess out um I mean that's like a really small example I'm not trying to no it's fine I don't know I don't know like another example but like
0: no but that is that is a thing that has been a subject of discussion is like literally we have talked about how I go about cleaning
1: yeah and it goes to roots and from your a, past and yeah. how you think and that's really important for me to know right. like how does drew process stuff because you and i process things differently we see things differently and that doesn't mean at all that you're <clears> wrong
0: i cannot stop clearing my throat every time Just we do try a to podcast take a drink your tea or something yeah i need to sip the tea
1: but um yeah like it's not wrong and like i'm really learning more and more every day how my role in your life is not to force you to be anything that I think you should be. It's God, how did you make Drew and how can I push him to be exactly that? Exactly like your original design of mm-hmm. Drew, your original intent and, and almost like push you up away from me closer to God. That's like my role in your life and I'm learning so much more about that and like seriously so to wrap everything up like god and his beautiful grace for us and love for us he's given us a chance to lay this really solid foundation of what it means to step into a covenant with someone why we're stepping into a covenant with someone and what it means with him at the center and basically like he's kind of like exposing all of our false expectations of what marriage is. And he's like, this is really what it is. And if you really want to love my son, this is how I'm asking you to love him. And if you really want to love my daughter, this is how I'm asking you to love her. And that's going to be hard for you because Mm -hmm. you're not going to understand everything that I've called drew to do that. I've called Laura to do.
0: You'll even push like each other towards the Lord in a yeah. way that you wouldn't go about it yourself. Yeah. Like, you would almost disagree.
1: Yes. And I don't think that after marriage that God's going to, like, be like, okay, I'm going to call Drew to Mexico and, Laura, you're going to go to Africa. Like, obviously, yeah. there's a grace for marriage and, like, that covenant bond and, like, we'll be together. Right. But um, we... This the is most how important we operate, thing.
0: like, in our daily walk, you know?
1: Yeah, and learning, like okay, just because Drew does this or thinks this way about God or about theology or whatever, it doesn't mean that he's like, that he has a lack of faith in this area or whatever. But it's like the the most valuable thing I've learned in this season, Drew, is everything is a choice. And it comes down to like, am I committed? Are you committed? Yeah. And, um... I thought of something, and it's really good. Just basically, like, like
0: marriage. what does it what does it mean to you? Like when it when you know you are about to step into a, a commitment that is intentionally lifelong,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, and that's what the the Bible is called you to. Mm-hmm. And so, when you are getting into situations where you're like, well, this is particularly frustrating. <laughs> Like, I didn't anticipate this. You have to ask yourself that question again. Like, what does marriage mean to you? Because it's not some thing where you guys just are always reading each other's mind on. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, like, that's not going to be the way it is because, like, you may have that, like, with your... Like with one of like your best friends, like one of your girlfriends, or something, or like me with like Chase or Steve or Cameron, but you know we don't live with each other, and we don't share lives that deeply, and we don't have to. Yeah. Because we're just friends like that. But what we're doing is a commitment where we're like agreeing, in the eyes of the Lord, to become one person. And when you're that close the little things that you wouldn't do the same as that person become bigger. And that's, that's what you just, that's what you have to grow in. Yeah. And that's, that's been like the fascinating thing for me, like as of late, because it's just like, (laughs) there have been, there have been a handful of times where we'll talk about a situation and then you'll say like, what you're going to do about it or something. And I just, I just kind of stepped back and I'm like, yeah, I just wouldn't have done that. You know? And I've told you that before, but not like saying that you're wrong or anything like that. But like, it was even, you had the option to come home from a few
1: times. Yeah.
0: You had a few options to come home and it would have been perfectly fine to like, according to what they said at BSN. Yeah. Yeah. And you chose to stay. I can't stop clearing my throat. It's every time I do a podcast. It's, it's insane. Okay. <laughs> oh, well. But there was every single time you said, I'm going to stay, I honored it and I supported it. But then if you asked me, I'd, I'd tell you like, yeah, that, I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Be like, I, I would have come home. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's fine. But it's like, it is those little things where you're like, wow, we do differ this way. So it's like, that's going to eventually like come up somewhere where we are going to have to come together. Like it even, and even that tiny decision-making, but it it has been pretty, I guess, enlightening so far to, to learn all that.
1: I mean, I learned a lot about the Bible, obviously, like what I went to BSN for, but Mm -hmm. I learned so much more than that because God is so good. Like I learned, he just really slowed us down and in a loving way, because if we would have just gone at the pace we were going, I don't think we would have enjoyed each other or like marriage when we got to it because, yeah. I just think we would
0: have just... Fallen flat on our faces, and we would have had to, like, kind of re-collaborate and and just kind of re-figure things out, like, all over again. And it would have just kind of been for reasons that it wouldn't have had to have happened that way. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the Lord really, like, just kind of—he didn't throw anything off. He just— Yeah. (coughs) Slowed things down. Yeah. But how— outside of <laughs> That's what I was about to ask you.
1: Okay, perfect.
0: I was going to ask you about quarantine. Perfect. So, let's dive into quarantine. <laughs> we're um, trying
1: to we're trying to stick to like a little outline that we have.
0: We're not good at it. Yeah. But it's okay. So, with BSN and quarantine and coronavirus, what all kind of happened for you? And just kind of go into that and cuz on my end, it was super frustrating. Yeah. But it's okay.
1: <laughs> um, Cause you're home now. Yeah. Well, our outline just for the audience, whoever's listening is just three points. So the first point was BSN. Like what is it? Drew's perspective. And then my perspective. And then the second point is quarantine. Right. And so,
0: so I'll let you dive into that while you yeah. do that. I'm going to grab a little bit more tea just for my throat because I'm sure so the I'm just going to be
1: talking is... to the wall.
0: No, I'll be able to hear you. I got you.
1: I just can't... I won't be able to see you, so... Just tell
0: me about quarantine. I'll listen. It's cool. I'm right back. I'm over here. I'm with you. I'm with you. I still... I'm (laughs) with you in spirit. You got it.
1: Okay, I can't, (laughs) because... I'll just go... I'll just talk to the audience. Okay, so... For BSN, um... We pretty much, like... We would go to the base for class every day. Um... we had speakers come in and we had like big lunches with everybody there it's like a big cafeteria or it's a gymnasium but like everyone goes there for lunch and dinner so we were obviously like everything was normal um and I wish I had my planner open because I could like remember the exact week that COVID started to get really bad um so we were kind of talking about it like early March like okay this like coronavirus is kind of interesting like hopefully it stays in china we'll see and then all of a sudden it just seemed like it blew up in like two minutes it
0: got real bad around march 16th and that is yeah i was actually
1: going to say that very date
0: yeah that's when that's when everything kind of shut down and then that's when y'all did your protocol
1: yeah so um like I said everything was normal. We were all meeting together in big groups for like worship and meal times and class and like everyone was working at the office. And then we had some several base meetings talking about possibilities of all of that changing because of going into like a quarantine or like
0: whatever. <laughs> <laughs> give me those sweet tarts. You just tarts. tried
1: to steal my sweet tarts. Give me no. those sweet tarts. Because then you're just, just going to chew in the microphone. I won't chew
0: in the microphone. Just give me a couple. Okay.
1: That's why I didn't want you to, because it's so loud. <laughs> I'm putting you away. All right. You've lost your privileges.
0: Continue, please.
1: <laughs> if you make a noise, I'm totally kidding.
0: I'm totally playing.
1: Um. So. Yeah, everything started to get um, just kind of iffy and we were noticing that coronavirus was spreading, but we were still kind of like, we don't think it's going to really hit America too bad. Um, And then we had lots of like base wide meetings, like here's what we're trying to communicate to families and parents. Here's if this happens, here's what we're going to do. Um, and also just like a lot of eliminating fear because this like encroaching virus was like getting closer and closer and closer. And it was like, okay, this is getting weird. Like a lot of people are dying from it. Um, and then like we had two big meetings, spacewide meetings about like, like the 90% chance we were going to go into a statewide quarantine and what that would look like for us. And so because we were such a large community, um, we kind of had to create this really big bubble because if one person got like the virus, all of us would pretty much be exposed to it. And then we would just have like over a hundred people just floating around with this virus. And so we really had to cut ourselves off basically from the city of Louisville. Um, To protect ourselves from the virus, but also, um, if one of us did have it, to protect others from getting it. And so, we all had to, like, abide in the same rules and the same protocol. Um, And we had to be really strict about it because you're not just talking to, like, four people in a room and just saying, like, hey, just try not to touch anybody. You're talking to so many people that you really, like, the chances of someone being exposed to or being contaminated with the virus, it's a higher risk because there's more people involved. So you have to be really strict because you want to eliminate all possible risk of someone being, like, exposed to it. So our quarantine was a lot more strict than the state of Kentucky required because we wanted to continue to be a ministry that did ministry together and did life together um and a lot of people can't just like up and go home they had the option like no one said you have to stay like the door was always open like if you don't want to be quarantined here with Wyoming lovel you may go home and like be quarantined with your family um so it started off um like there were lots of meetings but say mm-hmm. like what like the start of one meeting so no more contact like physical contact with anyone outside of ywam so i could still see you drew but i had to remain with no more than six feet away or no less than six feet away from you Mm -hmm. and then it progressed to i can't even see you at all
0: within a day
1: yeah it just hit us really hard
0: a day i have to emphasize that (laughs) but
1: it's like we weren't, we were not shocked. We kind of, they did a good job at, like, warning us, like, this might happen. And if we do go into a, an official statewide quarantine, there will be no contact, no visitation with anyone outside of YWAM. And to to describe the difficulty of hearing that, I I almost can't. Because it's not just like any long-distance relationship. It's literally like... Someone just told you to your face, you are not allowed to see your fiance, like and ever that's again. That's yeah. like what it feels like. It's like someone someone tells you you don't make the choice. Someone tells you, even though your fiance is right down the street, you're not allowed to see him. He's not allowed to drive past your apartment. He's not allowed to hold a sign outside of your window. He's, you're not allowed to see him. Um,
0: that was at more. All. That was more the kick of the teeth like, kicking the teeth and anything else was that you were 10 miles away from me.
1: Yeah.
0: I could have driven to you yeah. in 12 it, minutes. It would have
1: been better, honestly, if, we, if I were, like, in another state or another country.
0: That would have been understandable. Yeah. Like, even y'all were planning on going to Mexico for your outreach, and, you know, y'all were just – y'all had a plan to do a mission trip, and so – I would have been fine with that because I would have known the circumstances. Like, oh, yeah, I can't see Laura because she's in another part of the world. Yeah. But it was, you were 12 minutes away from me.
1: Yeah. And we weren't allowed to see each other. And it was just like the weirdest feeling ever. And the weirdest thing that I've ever had to go through. Never, something I never thought. I Obviously, no one had ever thought that. But... The reason for that, like the heart behind that was you can't just give one person like special privileges because then other people are gonna be like, Well what about me? Like like I have a stepbrother, a stepsister, or like a super super good friend that's really close and they can't just drive by. So
0: couldn't even drive by.
1: Yeah, because they're the The specific, like, request was we were not allowed to see anyone outside of YWAM intentionally. And the key word is intentionally. And so if I were to intentionally go out of my way to see you, even though medically speaking, nothing would have crossed over, everything would have been fine. Like, what is it, the CDC?
0: Yeah, the CDC. Yeah,
1: they would have said, yeah, that's absolutely fine. He can stand across the street from you and wave to you in your own apartment, and it's fine. Yeah. But because of the fact that YWAM Louisville is a whole community, like, we're, like, one entity, Mm -hmm. and we all abide with the same things, and we do it together, I can't just kind of, like, do what I want because it's, like, I'm not loving my neighbor. Like, I could be causing, like my friends and family in YWM to stumble and I'm I'm exposing myself to temptation. Like if I see you, it's like, oh well, one little hug won't hurt anything or like, oh we could just we could step a little closer than ten feet. Okay, now we can step a little closer than six feet. It's fine, we're not touching. It's like if you open the window just a crack, like you're you're opening the door to a lot more risk and Yes, it's it's pretty overboard to some people in their opinion, but I do see the other side to it. That's like, well, there are some like people in the in the YWAM community that have compromised immune systems, and we just want to eliminate all risk. And so, we need to make everything pretty strict so that there is an there is an absolute assurance that no one is stepping outside of that. Yeah. And so it went from we can't stand closer than 10 feet to now we can't even intentionally see each other for two weeks. But we could talk and, like, FaceTime (coughs) and obviously all that. But um, it just was really hard because the thing that was being tested the most was our character and our integrity. And we we had – we absolutely had the freedom – I had the freedom to leave and we had the freedom to see each other. You
0: literally could have come home at any time. I could time. have,
1: any time. I literally could have packed up everything and, and gone. And some people would have been like, I don't blame you at all. Um, but I really felt like I got a word from the Lord to stay and complete it. Like finish it to completion. Like I I remember just reading the word and just pondering like, Lord, what do I do here? Because I have every opportunity to leave, and I've never been so tempted to quit something in my life. And I just really felt like, no, Lord, this is your mission. you got to finish it and finish it well, even if you do have the freedom to leave. And honestly, I learned one of the most valuable spiritual truths I think I'll ever learn in my life. And that's the fact that Jesus came to earth, and he abandoned his freedoms to stay in heaven and he came to earth to dwell with us in our suffering. And he had the freedoms to do so many things. Like he could have, he could have taken Satan's offer to like be like an earthly king and like all the kingdoms of the earth would be his. And he could have turned that stone into bread after not eating for 40 days and nights. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. He did not exercise his freedom. To do that because he's god and he's so humble and he he chose to let go of his rights and his freedoms so that he could be like quote unquote quarantined with us on earth and he literally at any point could have said i'm done and literally probably just like who was it elijah that just like got taken up into heaven
0: oh uh enoch
1: really it wasn't Elijah?
0: Elijah was carried in chariots of fire. But Enoch was the one that God took. Okay. He was just like, he, he just, took just took him. Literally
1: just took him. I totally believe Jesus easily could have done that. But Jesus finished his work. He said it on the cross. Like, it is done. Yeah. And he didn't have to Jesus could have easily quit and I guarantee you his disciples would have been like yeah I would have done that too because Peter was even like no Lord like P- like Jesus was like guys like we're getting ready to go in Jerusalem here's what's gonna happen they're gonna kill me and I'm not gonna stop them and I'm like getting chills right now but like Peter was like no Lord like don't let them do that say it ain't so
0: Peters like I will fight Yeah, he was like,
1: "I will literally not let them do that." You're my bro. You're my homie. But like Jesus was like, "Away from me, Satan." He said that to Peter because Peter was getting in the way of him finishing his mission. What he that would have been
0: so embarrassing, honestly. What? Like to just be, (laughs) to just kind of be in Peter's position where you're like, you think it's virtuous and loyal and honorable to say like i'm not gonna let them kill you you gotta be kidding me Mm. he's like i'm telling you right now that's Mm -hmm. not gonna happen yeah and then jesus is like get behind me satan Mm -hmm. and like just says in front of the whole group and (laughs) he's just like what yeah (laughs) like
1: he he was totally on a different wavelength from the lord like he was thinking so earthly because he mm-hmm. truly, he is the one that said, you you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Like, he's the one that confessed that. Like, Peter's confession, that's a big thing in the Bible. Yeah. But he, at that point, he was not on the same wavelength. He wasn't mission-minded like Jesus. No one agreed with Jesus going into Jerusalem. But he did it. And he sacrificed his rights so that he could suffer even more. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine, like... Coming from heaven, whatever that's like. Yeah. Like willingly coming from heaven to walk with us on earth and then die <clears throat> one of the most terrible deaths that you could ever die, that most people don't experience. Right. And God chose to experience that. And so that is honestly something I learned in quarantine. I know it sounds extreme, but God uses anything to teach us more about Himself. And so I learned like Jesus is my example and God's giving me this opportunity to say look you're having a hard time walking through this quarantine but you're learning how to sacrifice your freedom and your rights to look more like me and that is the biggest gift and blessing i could have ever gotten out of bsn i don't remember probably half of what i learned exactly like yeah. i learned a lot and i have a lot of notes but like that is that's an experience that i can never I can never, what's the word I'm looking for? Like multiply. I can't reinvent that. I can't, I don't know the word, but I I can't ever duplicate that. That's the word I'm looking for. I can't, I will never be able to duplicate that experience again. But the reason that I stayed, the main reason I stayed is because Jesus told me to, but because I really, I really want to be like him. And I saw the opportunity I had to do that. That's the main reason. And I knew I'm never going to get another opportunity like this to understand my Lord in this way. And I wanted to. I wanted to know the sufferings of Christ.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He he calls us to do that. He says, if you're going to be my followers, you're going to suffer like I did.
0: <clears throat> yeah.
1: But over and over and over in scripture, like all the epistles say what an honor it is to suffer for Christ's sake. And I got to, I got to be so nestled in God's word and truth, not because I was reading it all the time because of the class, but because I was walking through something that I've never experienced before. And his word was just popping out to me so clearly, like I was actually in my own way suffering for the Lord. And that is something I will never ever take for granted and I, I would never change for anything. Mm-hmm. Um and the crazy part is I didn't suffer a fourth as much as other Christians in, in different nations suffer. Like there are people that suffer because they don't have a choice. But then there are also people, people that suffer because they're, they're living dangerously in another nation that the gospel is illegal, but they are sacrificing their freedom and their rights to live in that nation so that other people can know the Lord. And that's incredible to me. And I, and that's, that's the richest spiritual training I've ever had in my life was going through something that difficult. And sacrificing seeing my fiancé for that. Like, I love you so much. Mm -hmm. And I know at times it felt like, man, she just must not really care. Or, like, must not really love me. Yeah. (laughs) Because she just won't quit. Like, why won't she just forsake it all to be with me? And there were so many times I was tempted to. Because, like, so many voices in my head were like, you're crazy. Like no one's telling you to stay except the Lord. But even he wasn't forcing me. Um, I had so many things outside of YWAM that I could be doing. And, but that's, that's what made it. Um, that's what made me staying more secure. And that's what made my decision more decisive because there was so much adversity. Like, yeah, if there wasn't as much temptation, I don't think I would really feel as strongly about it. But because there is so much temptation to leave and like... And just quit and forsake it all and be like, Lord, this is too hard. I'm not... I can't do this. Yeah. I don't think the Lord would have been like, you know what? You failed. I don't think he would have said that to me. And I don't think that he would have even judged me for that, but he, I, I really believe like, as I'm speaking to you right now, he gave me that trial, um, so that I could make a choice. Like, am I willing to accept and drink from the cup that he drank?
0: Yeah.
1: And if I, if I (coughs) would have said no, I think that he would have presented me another opportunity later. Mm -hmm. Will you drink from the cup that I drink? and because I said yes and I didn't stop saying yes I I feel like I really succeeded in like honoring the Lord fully and I don't think that journey's over at all I think that was just the beginning of like what's to come but in no way did I truly suffer like God, God is so good and he loves us um, I never was without food. Yes, I ran out of coffee, and that sucked. But I always had a meal. I was able... The weather was freaking perfect. It was so beautiful. I went on so many runs. Um, I was surrounded by a lot of people because, I mean, we were still... Like, we live in a fourplex, so, like, a lot of people, we still lived around. So, I had community... We still did Zoom meetings and Zoom worship, and that was so fun. And, like, truly, like, to me, at times, it felt like a prison, but it was, like, the most luxurious prison you could ever go to, you know? It's like, I had my own bed. I had everything I needed. I had the best food ever. Um, I had really good friendships, and I laughed a lot because I lived around really hilarious people, and... Yeah, it's like making an oasis out of quarantine.
0: Yeah. So speaking of stepping into a new season.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What's the new season that you'll be stepping into? And what do you uh just what are your thoughts on that?
1: I'm stepping into pros like a possible nannying position. So, um I like downloaded this app so for anyone listening like it's great highly recommend it's called caregiver and you can do like pet sitting and like child care and then there's some other things I forget but I did child care and I'm hopefully going to start nannying for this family of like two and a half little girl and the 14 month old little boy and I'm like super excited so that'll be that'll take up a lot of my time I think um, and there's still a lot that's developing under the surface, like with future plans with you and I, and like what missions looks like and learn, just learning about you. Honestly, that's like my, my thing right now is an our thing right now is like, we're really like every day. It's something like we're yeah. like, okay, like I believe this and you believe this. So how can we like come together and. Okay, maybe we can't come together, but how can we honor each other? Okay? We still really disagree and we don't understand really. So, we are really we are really coming together and that's been like a journey and a mission. It's been fun. It's been so fun like like today that podcast that I was listening to and then we talked so much about it. I just found so much freaking amazing like spiritual <laughs> growth yeah. and like truth coming out of that. And I was like, wow, God is like so intimately with us and for us, which that's, that's something that I'm still just like, so surprised to learn every day is like, wow, God really is for us. That's kind of crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, like that's pretty much it, honestly.
0: So somewhat of a slower paced season, yeah. but still there are new things to learn and it's not so much a season of rest but it's just a change of pace and Mm -hmm. preparing for different things
1: yeah and I don't feel like like as I was driving away from YWAM um like after moving out I just got a really strong sense that this season isn't over like normally it would be like okay like one season ending another beginning woohoo like everything's new but i didn't feel that way like yes my circumstances and my scenery has changed (laughs) and obviously like who i can be around now like you and like we can actually touch each other yeah um that's all different but in my heart i feel like the lord is still keeping me on this track and on the same pace Of like what he's training me in. And like I don't feel like. Because I've been in situations where like. Like I told you. When I finished my last final at Asbury. I've never felt so joyful and elated in my life. And I actually felt like a season was ending. And a new was beginning. But this time I feel like it's still going. Just different House, different people, different job, different daily activities, but same, same thing going on underneath the surface.
0: That, <laughs> yeah, that seems just like a, you're right. Like it's the same chapter, but it's just simply kind of just focusing on a new thing almost Mm and that's that's good yeah um
1: so what about you what's this new season look like with you yeah well same season but (coughs) whatever season different i mean it could feel different for you you know i don't know
0: i'm just glad you're home and that's pretty much that but i did do a lot of praying over the podcast and um just future plans and what I want it to look like. And for the longest time I felt as if with this platform that I'm kind of leaving a lot of stuff on the table Mm -hmm. and I'm not able to bring it to light and talk about it the way I want. But, you know, truthfully, if somebody were to ask me if I can find the Lord in every situation, I would tell them yes. And, um, I don't, I don't want, to promote um, separating somebody from the Lord by saying you either have to, like in order to be close to the Lord, you have to do something in ministry, Mm -hmm. specifically. You can live a life close to the Lord in every aspect of your life, in every aspect of your life choices. And that can be in pursuit of any career field, just as long as you know that that's your calling and Mm -hmm. you're wanting to be a light there and that's your outlet of ministry. Mm -hmm. And I've said that before, but in all honesty, I think just kind of with what I've called this podcast, you know, life on a mission and everything like...
1: Wait, are you about to drop some like big news right now or something?
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs)
1: What are you trying yeah. to say?
0: I'm trying to say.
1: Give him a moment, people. Give I, him a moment.
0: I'm changing the name of the podcast, okay? Yeah. I feel like I'm you're going to
1: hate yourself when you go back and listen.
0: I already hate the way that I sound.
1: You're going to be like, why did I do that?
0: I can't. It, for people that listen to this podcast and I'm just mainly talking to my grandmother, I really appreciate it that you listen to every episode. Yeah. <laughs> But I truly hate the sound of my own voice. I know some people say that I sound good or...
1: Anyways, what are you changing your podcast to?
0: (laughs) Anyways, I'm going to change the name. uh, Simply because I want this podcast to be more open to incorporating things that...
1: You mean like, what what are you about to say?
0: Uh, Oh my gosh, can you let me finish? (laughs) I'm just kidding.
1: A, B, C, D, E, F, G.
0: Don't. No. No time for TikToks here. <laughs> that
1: means the conversation is finished.
0: No time for TikToks here.
1: <laughs> Anyways, are you saying that you're not going to interview like people that are in ministry anymore?
0: No. I'll definitely interview people that are in ministry. But I'm also going to interview people that aren't in ministry. <gasps> that... <laughs> Take it down a notch. <laughs> Take it down a notch. Gosh. What are Anyways. you saying? Okay. Actually, let me do this. <laughs> I'm
1: just trying to keep the audience engaged on their toes, you All know. Right. Okay. I'll... It's exciting. So, exciting. so So exciting.
0: Instead of Life on a Mission podcast, which is a pretty long name, and it's more of a phrase, I'm going to call it... Uh, this will now be called the Triune Podcast. Uh, the reason being is that Triune is an old Latin word for the Trinity. And here's how I've kind of decided that that would be the best fit for this podcast. <laughs> you are a piece of work. <laughs> She's distracting I'm just sitting me here. while I'm trying to be I'm serious. I'm literally listening to you. I'm just Sure, sure. Here. Sounds good. But, anyways. (laughs)
1: I'm just excited! I'm glad you're excited for me. Yeah! Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Cool. Cool, shut up! (laughs) Uh, So, anyway. The word triune is an old Latin word for Trinity, which obviously um, we all know that the Trinity is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And something that's stood out to me lately that I actually think is really, um, really cool is that the Lord has kind of been showing me how he has woven this universe together in the the uniform of three Mm -hmm. Um, you see it everywhere and the more that you kind of look for it the it becomes a lot easier to find it so of course we have the Trinity which is Father Son Holy Spirit and then we have simple phrases like body mind and soul Mm -hmm. right and then we have a three-dimensional universe which means time space and matter And then even when within those dimensions, we have three rules of those different dimensions, which for mass, it's solid, liquid, and gas. Mm -hmm. For time, it's past, present, future. For space, it's length, width, and height, right? So the more that I just look at things, the more I'm seeing how the Lord has woven this this whole universe together in the power of 3. And even with diet, you know, you look at macros, you've got you've got carbs, fats and proteins. And it's just simply like in everything that you see and and so along with that, I I decided that I wanted to kind of have a name for the podcast that would invite all of that sort of thing. <laughs> so yeah while i'm being uh vulnerable here she's looking at memes but
1: well i was looking for the thing where like i sent a picture to you of like the solid liquid gas past present future because i was reading it in a book and i'm like oh my gosh drew says this all the time and i took a picture of that page and sent it to you and i was gonna look for it in case you needed it to remember and then
0: you came across a funny meme
1: yeah but then and you remembered all the Things anyway, So yeah. then I just found this really funny meme and I was laughing.
0: Cool. Okay. So along with that, <clears throat> now that that's going to be the name of the podcast and the brand, um, I'm going to be inviting a lot more people that, you know, they'll be living their life on a mission, right? That'll be their outlet of ministry. That'll be their take on life. But we're going to talk a lot of things that involve, body, mind, and soul, Mm -hmm. because I believe, you know, you can, you can do a lot diving into things spiritually and, and having a lot of spiritual growth. But I think that there are also a lot more ways to invite the Lord in your, into your life, whether that is, you know, improving your mind, learning something new, um, learning things that you didn't know. And it, and it's more in an academic sense, other ways is your body. You know, this is a temple the Lord gave it to you. You got to honor it, and you got to take care of it, and you got to protect it. And so, I'm going to be having people on that will be talking more about those things. And hopefully this platform will just be a door that just opens wider and wider and wider to the world that the Lord is actually present in that we think that he isn't. Because truthfully, he really is in every in, in every single situation. If he's big enough to create this universe where if you go out into the night sky and you look at one direction and you realize that it literally goes forever in that direction. If he's big enough to do that, then he's also big enough to be in the smallest details imaginable. Mm-hmm. And I want to take time to introduce that. And so uh, that will be a lot more of the conversations happening in the near future. And, you know, of course me and you will do more podcasts, just about things that we've learned in life and just things Mm -hmm. that we kind of come together that people can kind of walk with us on. And, you know, we can talk about morning routines. We can talk about devotionals. We can talk about things that we've learned spiritually. So this isn't, this isn't going to be, you know, Something that's really tied to a particular segment because I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I want, I want it to be led wherever, like the Lord leads it to. Mm -hmm. And I want to have the conversations with the people that the Lord brings in my path. Mm -hmm. But I think to do that, I need to introduce this platform in a way that is inviting to all of that. Yeah. And I think that life on a mission has served its purpose in that sense because we are living our life on a mission but at the same time it's such a long-winded title and i want something that everybody can say i know triune is a is a weird word and it's an old word but i just i think that it's something that you know if you're able to say it and you listen to this you know that's what you're going to know it for Mm -hmm. and hopefully i'll do that old latin word justice by you know bringing in a lot of things that reinforce that Mm -hmm. ideology
1: and i'm so excited because it just opens up the door for new people who do like really creative things um that are christians and they're like technically living their life on mission, but it doesn't necessarily look like it up front. And so it gives you just such a bigger playing field of like, okay, we can have this person on and this person, even though their lives are so totally different, it still goes along with the same focus. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so excited and like, I know you've really been thinking about it for a long time and like scheming and planning, like how do I introduce this? And what does it look like to segue into this? I think you've done a really good job of, like, picking a focal point and then, um, yeah, just, like, giving the podcast a new freedom. Yeah. So, I'm excited to hear it and, like, there's going to be some awesome new guests. I have no idea, like, you're really good at picking people, so I have no idea who you're going to yeah. pick, but it's going to be interesting and I'm excited for you.
0: I'm excited, too. But yeah, that's just the, uh, kind of the new season that we're stepping into. And I hope that you guys are able to enjoy the ride and, uh, I hope it brings value to you and, uh, yeah, I look forward to all the new, all the new things to come. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I think we'll wrap it up for today.
1: Sweet. I'm on 1% uh, and I need to charge my phone.
0: Okay. Cool people. Well, Uh, Yeah, I hope you learned something today. Um, I'm sure that everybody has had such a hectic season during 2020. So, you know, if you guys are able to resonate with anything that we've gone through, I hope that it kind of makes you feel better about your situation as well. Um, Just knowing that, you know, you're not alone in this complicated season. Um, Besides that, uh, praying for everybody. Hope you guys are all safe, staying safe. And uh, I hope that, you know our economy picks back up again soon so everybody can get back to work Mm -hmm. and uh, everybody's just able to just come together and just be alright so, you got anything to say?
1: Yeah, can we pray for our guests before we get
0: off? Absolutely, you want to do it? Mm -hmm. Okay, go for it.
1: Um, Jesus, thank you for whoever listened this far along into the podcast and Mm. stuck with it it's okay if they skipped a few parts, you know but Lord, thank you for (laughs) thank you for our audience Jesus but most importantly thank you for um, what you're doing in this world and through your church and God we just we ask that whoever is listening that they would feel empowered um, by your spirit to go and do what they're called to do Um, and just like forsake all to follow you and surrender to follow you because knowing you is what's worth it knowing you is the point and so god um yeah we just ask for protection for whoever's listening that they would not contract covid um that they would not give it to anybody god we ask that it would plateau and decline in our nation and in the world we ask that you would yeah like produce a vaccine and that would be distributed and we could all um get our hands on something like that and um, if it would help us, you know, um, and if it would really like do the world some good, you know, I don't really know much about that, but Lord, thank you, um, for Drew. Thank you for this podcast and thank you for the community that supports us. And we just pray for whoever's listening right now that, um, you would instill a deep confidence that you have a purpose for them and that you have a direction for their life and that you love them. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. All right. Bye, everybody.